You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show can also be found broadcasting on Tide 109, Martin Houston Live, X's and O's Sports, Alabama Tradition, uh, as well as the personal Martin Houston page on Facebook. Also, you can check us out on YouTube at Martin Houston Live and at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. It's a beautiful Monday morning uh, coming up on the end of uh, May uh, following yesterday. Uh, happy Memorial Day, uh, uh, belated Memorial Day to, to you and yours. Hopefully you took time yesterday to remember, honor, and salute those who laid down their life so that you and I can have uh, the freedom that we have. Uh, on Sunday, I told everyone, I said, uh, Memorial Day is not a just a past celebration. It's a on time, real live. You're participating in it uh, by remembering that what they did allow us to do what we do. So uh, thank you to all of those who have sacrificed uh, loved ones or lost loved ones uh, in the sacrifice for our freedom. Uh, remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, uh, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. I am doing well. Glad to be back on camera and things grow. All right. Absolutely. Glad to have you back. Uh, we'll get things rolling and we'll work through uh um, starting this process over and uh, see that uh, make sure we can get things going. I want to apologize to all my listeners and viewers on Friday. Um, we couldn't figure out what was going on, kept dropping signal. Come to find out, Spectrum had an outage in my community. Uh, so uh, hopefully they, they, they're telling us they got that all fixed. So hopefully we won't have any of those issues Um this morning, we'll also be adding DC DC Capstone report uh, into the the conversation here uh, to kick off the the second quarter. But until then, um, we got we got a lots of things to talk about uh, today. We'll talk about uh, SEC spring meetings. Um, so we'll 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 get to that. Maybe maybe if you're listening out there and you want to call up and. Tell me, what do you think is going to be uh, the top topics discussed at SEC Media Days? Because I'm sure uh, one of the obvious things uh, that everybody's anticipating is the first time Jimbo and Saban are in the same room together. Uh, So we can talk about that throughout the program today. Also, uh, Brian Kelly 
uh, at LSU. I, I love it. He's saying, I came to the SEC specifically to beat Nick Saban. I, I want that challenge. So uh, very interesting uh, thought there. So we'll talk about that. Um, there's something that has happened at LSU. Um, uh, I'm not sure uh, if that has happened at any other program other than potentially Miami. I think Miami may have had a, a four, uh, a, a streak of four. LSU currently sits at three. Um, and, and so we'll, we'll talk about what that streak is in a moment as well. And of course, um, you know, baseball, um, heading into regional play, Bama finishing the season strong. Were they able to get into the playoffs, uh, to the regionals or not? Uh, and then of course I'll, I'll kick it off with a question with you. Uh, have you got to watch much of the USFL in, in, in this season? Uh, I've, I've caught a couple games. I haven't been able to catch uh, many. But, uh, yeah, I mean, from what I've seen the team in Birmingham, uh, the Stallions, they, they've had a great run so far. Uh, still undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. They added Bo Scarborough a few weeks ago, who's put up two 100-yard games back-to-back. Trying to show NFL teams he still has a little bit in the tank and deserves another shot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that the team from Birmingham not only has support, but is winning. Yeah, I mean, if you watch it, it's not a bad bad brand of football. I mean, I, you know, I, I can watch it and, and feel like I'm watching quality football. Uh, and, uh, and as you said, the Birmingham Stallions uh, – um, doing well, and uh, and and Bo uh, has shown himself uh, well the last two weeks, and uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I, I'm wondering what the other th- teams are thinking since you know it's being hosted in Birmingham uh, right now, and the Stallions sitting at seven and zero. So, but but like they're a good team. Uh, I think um, Mike Raleigh and I think it's New Jersey Generals, uh, the, the old Trump team. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, New Jersey Generals, uh, which uh, I think Trump Trump was a, a original owner way back when, and of course made offer Herschel Walker all that money those many moons ago uh, to get him to come there versus the NFL. But uh, they're sitting, I think they – I was watching the game and they were blowing them out. I didn't see the final. Uh, they were looking to go to 6-1, and one and they only have one loss on the season, six in a row, first game of the season. So fun, fun, fun to watch. You can get a little bit of football in the spring, uh, but uh, nothing like getting ready to roll back, back toward the NFL. Switching over to baseball, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, Bama, of course, picks up a couple good wins in uh, the SEC tournament. Uh, and everybody had them going into the uh, SEC tournament. If they could get a couple of wins, um, they would probably get a regional. Uh, and they got the first two wins. And I'm watching the game, and it's 6-1 to one Bama yeah. against <laughs> Texas A&M. And I'm thinking, okay, these guys are in, man. They're they're good. They're good. I mean, they're gonna be. They're gonna be. And I I turned away the TV and I came back like it was probably the equivalent of two innings later, and they were losing seven to six or something like that. And I'm like, <clears throat> and I think the way they went down cost them. So, um, where uh, and Mason, I'd like to get your thoughts on it too. Did you think, uh, X and Mason, did you guys think that Bama winning a couple of games and ending the season strong based on the fact that everybody was saying that they had a good chance going in uh, and the fact that they beat Arkansas and, um, and, and won a couple of good games in Georgia and split with teams that made it? They either had winning records or split with teams that made it into the tournament. Were y'all surprised they didn't get in? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but, you know, the 
they, they went out against Texas A&M and, and then dropping Florida. I, I don't think Kel just in the fashion of the way that they lost and then you turn around. You know, like C.J. Watson said, you know, losing 12 out of your last 14, that really never will help you when it comes to a committee-based picking of the teams. You know, they want teams that are riding highs uh, or, you know, have success towards the end of the season versus teams that look like they're falling apart. Yeah, uh, and, and that's true. They, they, um, they did drop quite a few down the stretch. But um, a lot of times they say, hey, strength of schedule matters and all of that stuff. But I think it's just uh, – uh, I was surprised. Based on – now, now I would not have been surprised if everyone – if the you know, like they do, the whole proponents say, hey, they're going to get in if they can do this or this. I, I wouldn't have thought they could get in, Okay. But when the when the uh, proponents and all those who were talking about it start saying, "Hey, if they can get up to Birmingham, win a couple games, then they can get in," then that's what made me think that they did enough in the tournament to get in and had a good enough showing. Uh, but who knows, Mason? You have any thoughts on that? I mean, uh, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to new, a whole lot new to add, other than I think what you and Xavier said, and it's just kind of, you know, uh, they just didn't quite. Didn't didn't quite do enough. I think they were right there, kind of on the verge of being a team that could have made it, but they just didn't quite do it. Yeah, and you know, in last year, is this team more disappointed than last year's team? Because a lot of people thought last year's team might sweep in um, and thought they were deserving of a bid. Uh, are they making – do you think this has anything to do with uh, Coach Bohannon showing consistency in the program? Um because if they were if they were to repeat have a repeat three years in a row where they're on the verge on the bubble, do you think they get a shot to see if they can prove it if they get in? I mean, I don't know. You have to start looking into the fact that when when you if this was basketball, how many more years are you going to be okay with just being on the bubble, just make barely making it versus having a team that has a good enough season that they're not having to try to win at the end just to be, you know, one of the the last teams in. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next year when, when this team comes together because they, they, they've gotten some pretty good uh, recruits coming in. They've built some experience. Of course, you're going to lose a couple guys to the MLB draft. But uh, I don't know. I don't know how many more years you can take of being on the first versus being there. Yeah, and let, let me ask you guys this as we go you're ready to go to break in, break in. We'll we'll ask DC this question to kick things off. With the way baseball scholarships are done, um Alabama huge disadvantage um uh along with Auburn uh in, in the sense of we're surrounded by states with lotteries and uh, like a Mississippi who doesn't charge out-of-state tuition. Um, Alabama's tried to, to do some things to get that, the state of Alabama to get that change, but but right now they still have to charge out-of-state tuition at the University of Alabama. Um, you know, the, the question becomes, will NIL, can Bohannon use NIL uh and the NIL deals potentially to um to help bolster his program and maybe keep a couple of in-state guys that he's lost to to Mississippi State, the players of the year a couple times in a row, Alabama's lost to Mississippi State and uh other players that have left the state. Can he keep some some of those guys with NIL? We'll ask that question of uh, DC, DC Capstone Report, and XSO Sports. They'll both be on with me on the other side right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Tuesday morning. Everything pretty quiet on the roadways. If you do see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. It's month-end savings time now at Townsend Nissan, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. I'm Captain Ray. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A dry day today with a hot afternoon, mostly sunny with a high at 91. Fair tonight, the low 69. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 92. Thursday, partially sunny with a chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms, the high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas. They'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Back into the Mark Houston Show on Tide 100.9. We're talking a little baseball coming out of uh, the first quarter. Uh, C.J. Watson uh, bringing some content to the table regarding Bama baseball, saying he was a little disappointed, but he thinks despite having the number three overall schedule uh, in baseball that they had uh, that 12 out of 14 losses down the stretch just wasn't enough to overcome um, despite starting off the season eight and five and SEC play with a road win over number one uh, just wasn't enough. Uh, and, uh, and one of the things he pointed out, despite all the talking heads saying they were already in the first four uh, out, I mean, they were in the first four in with a couple of wins. They weren't even in the first four out when it uh, came down to it. Uh, but he says pitching is what's missing. Uh, bats are good enough, uh, but pitching uh, is an opportunity to improve. Um, you know, so, you know, look at the uh, baseball and, and what they've done uh, in terms of the SEC. I think we sometimes, because we're so good in football, uh, X uh, uh, in, in D.C., that we lose sight of how good we are in baseball with national titles from Vandy, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and LSU, uh, amongst others in recent years. So with that said, D.C., welcome into the Martin Houston Show. Uh, uh, what's on your mind, sir? Well, good morning this morning. Glad to, glad to be here, Martin X. Glad to be with you all this morning. Glad, glad to have you, yeah, D.C., uh, we were talking baseball, and, and the question I had, D.C., uh, regarding baseball, and then we'll, then we'll look at a couple other topics, but uh, ba- Bama, Bama is in a – I think Bama, the state of Alabama, is one of the worst states with the current rules and restrictions around scholarships uh, as far as baseball is concerned because uh, they're not able to um, – compete from a, a, a helping or assisting players in terms of scholarship money, only 13 point whatever scholarships for a roster of about 30 guys or so. If you're going to be good enough, you have to have about 30 guys with the rotation with pitchers and, and, and all of those guys like that uh, in the bullpen, et cetera. Will the NIL or can Bohannon, possibly use this NIL deal uh, situation to maybe help bolster uh, his roster, or is it he just going to have to continue to stay at the grind like uh, Auburn has done and he helped Auburn do in terms of going JUCO route while uh, building it with uh, in-state players and others? Well, I think Alabama and Auburn both definitely have a disadvantage in the scholarships based on the way that Alabama uh, rules the out-of-state tuition is written. So, there's no doubt about that. I think the only option he has, two options, uh, 
junior college route, which he did really well at Auburn, and then also uh, using the new effects of the NIL, unless that gets changed at some of the SEC uh, meetings, uh, it continues to be used, and, and I think Brother Bohannon could do that. The question is, there, what kind of pool of money would you be able to raise for baseball? Uh, they seem to have had a little struggle with uh, raising enough money for football, so uh, I think uh, you know, there's no, there's no uh, secret that fo- football is number one and uh, baseball is not. Number two, because you have basketball after that, so uh, there's a little little disconnect there sometimes with the raising of the funds. But there are there's there's enough people I think that love Alabama baseball that could help with the NIL situation. I think Alabama, you got to look at the, you know I always, I think the baseball team this year, you got to look at two things. Uh, one is that uh, one additional pitcher would have uh, helped them. One good pitcher would have helped them, and we had the injury to Connor Prelip, which is. Uh, you know, regarded as one of the best pitchers in the nation, probably number one pick or top five of the MLB draft. If he had, if he had been healthy, what a difference that would have made. And, and you come down to some of those games that we lost, would have been victories. You could have penciled them in with a good pitching. And we saw yeah. the pitching in this in this tournament really show the weakness of Alabama. Alabama had two great games, but really, really just wore out the arms of the pitchers. That Texas A&M game was uh, was a you know a, a, just a testament to that in a microcosm. You could see that in that game uh, they had done great on the bats. Uh, C.J. Watson's correct bats were were no problem with Alabama. Get up six to one, uh, but when they got in trouble and had to go to the bullpen, they just they just had been tapped out so much in their in their pitching uh, that they couldn't sustain. Uh, and so I think that is the that's where they need to improve. And there's some room for improvement there. But I, I've seen some, you know, I've seen some really good improvement under uh, Coach Bohannon. Uh, you know, just the just to see the the uh, improvement each year. Uh, but I think it comes to a point where you're you're exactly correct. Uh, being able to recruit uh, and get the type of player there is, is going to be essential going forward as to what we can do and how far this can come. And remember, we're, we're we're uh, pretty much participating in a league that has had its way with the with the baseball, you know, with the, with different winners. And, the, and this year, you know, Tennessee rising to the surface out of nowhere uh, again shows you just how tough the SEC can be. Yeah, when when you look at the NIL and things of that nature, I definitely think the best route is probably to go through JUCO things of that nature. Because let's be realistic, Alabama has boosters. They have boosters that are willing to give money, things of that nature. But it, this isn't Texas A&M. This isn't Texas. This isn't some of those schools that have that full money or, or you know Florida teams or you know uh, California teams that have a have a higher influx of money. And right now, we all know that. Football is the king in the South, and that's definitely the king in Alabama. And that's where that money is going to go first. Then you turn around, and you know it's going to go into uh, basketball right now in the state of Alabama. If you look at Auburn or Alabama, and then you turn around, and then you have baseball. So, there, I mean, there's some things that can be done to get a few more dollars in the program to help some of these kids out. But as of right now, I think there has just to be an overall the system with the way Alabama does things. If Alabama and Auburn are going to continue to be successful and compete with, as you see, some of the dominant teams in the SEC. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess the question becomes uh, this though, um, guys. When you think about this, that when they've talked and interviewed some of the boosters, the boosters aren't. Uh, getting too excited about just um, paying players, okay? Um, I think that Bohannon, though, may have the best story. Um, Because remember, I didn't say use NIL to necessarily get these players rich. Um, Because I don't think there's going to be a lot of NIL money in – college baseball as a whole. Uh, I think the guys who are worthy of the NIL money uh, are probably going to go ahead and go to the big boy league anyway, as far as just being a big enough name and and stuff. I don't know if baseball gets enough 
you know, street cred, publicity, et cetera, for it to be totally worth it. I think you can go to these alumni of Alabama. Uh, they have a, uh, some, some former baseball player greats from Alabama. I think they have enough alumni uh, that, that love baseball out there that you could set up some type of scholarship fund and, and literally say this money is going to be to pay. Think about kids going to college right now that's getting a scholarship and they're leaving the state of Alabama because of money. Um, and all of a sudden you go to those kids and those parents and say they're going to be able to stay in state, go to your alma mater, their 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 childhood school, go to school with their friends. Oh, yeah, and by the way, we have enough uh, money in the baseball NIL collective, which that's what they need uh, to offset their scholarship. Now, all of a sudden, I think you may be able. It won't be. It won't be the. It won't be millionaires. You're not. You're not talking about players getting rich and stuff like that. But uh, I think you could tie the education component in, and I think you'll get a lot of boosters out there who may say, "Okay, I, I'll, I'll do that," because they're making don donations anyway, right? Think about all of the education boosters just making and paying for those scholarships. That's how the, all the other scholarships are endowed. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a possibility, but I will I will tell you this. That, you know, Alabama doesn't have uh, the great, great number of uh, MLB players that are active right now that, that are making the money that can make those donations, as, as most teams do. Just haven't had that in the last few years. I still think it's going to be a disadvantage to Alabama even in that market, but I think it can be done. And one of, one of the guys that I, I know personally and, and talked with him several times is Matt Rader. He was a first-base coach and very integral in the, in the uh, uh, recruiting for the University of Alabama and does a really great job of it. But I think if you were to speak to him, he'll tell you about the disadvantage that, that Alabama, Auburn, on their recruiting trail has. And it, and it, and it is a lot greater uh, divide there than you would, you would think. Yeah, I mean, and, and let's be, Alabama can go out, and they can go get the top few guys in every class that they want. But the thing is, as DC said earlier, it's the depth. It's those middle, it's those those middle guys where they're having trouble with creating that depth, and those are the guys that are leaving, going out of state, going to these other schools, and helping them win championships and compete for championships. So I. And and you look at some of the guys that Alabama has dismissed on that could be one of these former these former players. You look at a Tim Anderson, he's from Hillcrest High School that went to East Central Community College you know, and, and became a first round draft pick from there. And now he's one of the best shortstops in the league and slowly turning into one of the faces of the, the league. So it's just little things like that where Alabama has missed on some guys have ended up being great and where they just can't go get those, that middle range guy. Yeah. I, and I, I think part of the, the question though is Bohannon probably would not have missed on Tim Anderson. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we had some um, mistakes made in the, in the coaching hiring tree as well that may have led to Alabama having so far to go. Uh, and I guess I give you guys this. How far off do you think Bama is? I mean, are they are they 10 players off or are they three key players off or, or two? I think two or three, and that's why I think that Brad Bohannon has done a good job, and I think he's right. in position. The thing you just said is that he wouldn't have missed on someone. I agree with that because we missed on a lot of players, not just Tim Anderson, but a lot more players that went and played uh, at other places that, that probably would have defaulted to come to Alabama. They were local kids that, that did really well other places. And I'm talking about players that help teams win and t win championships. So, I mean, I think Brad Bohannon is, is a plus, and, and, it, and it's an encouraging thing that he's, he's making progress. And, and I think we'll continue to see progress if we if we stick with him because I think he's doing it the right way. Uh, yeah, I'd say we're in, anywhere from, from – Three to five, maybe. You know, just a couple more pitchers, uh, another starter, another another mid, you know, mid guy. 
and, and a couple of couple of fielders, you know, a couple of bats never hurt anybody when it comes to winning baseball games. But I, I definitely think Bohannon has done a great job since he's been there. And yeah, it, it's true. He probably doesn't miss on the Tim Anderson or a couple of these other local kids that have gone other places. But I think he can make it up. And, and definitely if, if the NIL money or just the way that the state of Alabama does things changes, you can definitely see Alabama get back into the mix of being in the powerhouses of the SEC. Yep. And we'll, 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 we we definitely want to make sure that we think Bo Hannon uh, is doing great, even C.J. Watson uh, conveying that sentiment. He's made Alabama better, even with the scholarship issues. Hopefully the NIL can get him over the hump. We'll uh, be back on the other side. Um to talk more sports right here on the Martin Houston show. Uh, we got SEC uh, spring meetings. Guys, what's the biggest questions and or concerns or uh, thoughts that will be coming out from SEC media days? Uh, I know one of them is pretty obvious, but there's a couple other issues that may uh, rear its head at the SEC media days what are those we'll talk about them right here on the martin houston show with dc dc capstone report uh and x's o sports sitting in as well more conversation you can get in on it on the alabama one hotline at 205-342-9904 that's the alabama one hotline tide 100.9 traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on this Tuesday morning. Everything pretty quiet on the roadways. If you do see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. It's month-end savings time now at Townsend Nissan, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. In with the Martin Houston show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial and being broadcast on various Facebook outlets, including Martin Houston Live uh, on Facebook and YouTube. All right, we got DC DC Capstone Report 
uh, in with us this morning. Um, DC, as we were going to break there, um, we were talking, transitioning from baseball to, to, to football. But before we talk specifically on the SEC media days, uh, what are your thoughts about Brian Kelly uh, and his statement saying that he took the job at LSU sight unseen uh, because he wants a challenge and he wants to uh, beat the best, uh, and that's in the SEC, the Auburns and the Alabamas of the world, and specifically said, I'm coming be- to, because I want to beat Nick Saban. Doesn't everybody want to do that? So he is the standard. What, what are your thoughts on uh, Brian Kelly's comments there? Well, I think he was playing to his audience in LSU. Of course, they have an affinity to a little beat Nick Saban. I think it was just one of those things trying to whip that audience up. And I think for sure it's, it's something he wanted to do. But when you uh, when you say things like that, you don't realize what it really means when someone who tries to dissect what you just said. It, it, it just said that he didn't think that uh, he had an opportunity to, to get him again at Notre Dame. He wanted a guarantee that he'd have a chance to try to play him every, every year if he was at yep. LSU. So. In my opinion, it said more about what he felt like he was doing at Notre Dame than than what he could do at LSU. Yeah, because if 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 he gets to the playoffs, he 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 had a pretty good shot that he would face Nick Saban. Uh, I guess he felt like twofold there at DC uh, whether Notre Dame would get back there consistently, and if they mm-hmm. got there, would he at Notre Dame have the horses to beat Alabama? And I think his move, sight unseen, to come coach in the SEC. Uh, speaks to the fact he didn't. Uh, X, real quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's the all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame history. And thanks to Alabama twice, he doesn't have a national championship to show for it. One in the playoffs and one in the in the BCS national championship game. But, no, the funny thing is he comes to LSU and talks about he wants to be able to beat Alabama. And he comes right before we add two more teams, it looks like we're going to a completely different system of how we play those games. And it's likely LSU and Alabama aren't going to be in the same what they're calling pod. So yeah. he'll, he'll have to wait a few years in between games if he doesn't get them this year. Yeah. And, and guys, just, just so y'all know, LSU's last three head coaches have all won national titles. Three sure. consecutive no. coaches. So, no doubt about that, uh, yeah. Do what now? I said, yeah, there's no doubt about that. The, the pressure is on him to win a national title at LSU. <laughs> if he, and the one he thinks is standing in his way is Alabama. Uh, but, hey, uh, we're getting we're getting tougher real quick when we had Oklahoma and Texas. So uh, <laughs> he may have more than Alabama standing in his way. Absolutely. And I think the only – I don't know if any other school can boast about that. Uh, having three in a row, I, other than I know Miami, I think Miami had four in a row. Uh, uh, Coker, Erickson, Johnson, and Snell, Snellenberger, I think, all won titles uh, at Miami. Yeah. Butch uh, Davis breaks that. Yeah. Well, yeah, Butch Davis was in between that, right? So they have three in a row as well. I forget about Butch. He kind of uh, stuck it up, but um, – for Miami stinking it up. He was still not a bad coach. But anyway, hey, let's get to Pat. Pat, you in uh, with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, good morning, fellas. Am I correct in assuming that Texas and Oklahoma both do not have any kind of uh, scholarship limitations for uh, baseball uh, that Alabama has? Everybody has scholarship limitations. Every well, NCAA I, I, I said that. Yeah. But what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is – Pat, there's no limitations on, uh, like, LSU has the Hope Scholarship, I think, or Georgia. I can't – I get them mixed up. LSU and Georgia both have an additional scholarship along with Tennessee uh, out of their lottery. Um, yeah. Mississippi State has the casino money, but what they also have is that they don't charge out-of-state tuition. Um so that's oh. the four schools. That's the four states that surround Alabama. And now you're talking about Kentucky. All the other schools have a way to add additional uh, money for scholarships. So, so they can buy, get the money and give scholarships other ways. Um, 
academically, et cetera, uh, that they can give to their players. I got you. I got you. Okay. Hey, uh, while well, I got X on there and uh, that in DC too, I uh, want to talk about uh, this Owens kid uh, from down in Texas, a running back. At a, he's got Sean Alexander type numbers and Derrick Henry type carries. Oh, uh, is this guy <laughs> for real? I mean, the 248 carries and nearly 3,000 yards rushing. I mean, uh, but 46 touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. I don't care if you're playing against water boys. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I, I I don't think he's leaving the state of uh, of Texas. He ha- he has a And M. And now Texas that are both going to be in the SEC. So I I highly doubt he leaves the state. If he does. I would see potentially maybe Oklahoma once again, now that they're going to be in the SEC as well. So I think those are probably the big three for him. I got you. That, 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 that was just unreal numbers. I was reading about him earlier this morning, and uh, that's just incredible numbers. That uh, I mean, because people didn't know who Sean Alexander was that much, and but he had uh, touchdown numbers up in that in that range too. And uh, it was just you know an incredible athlete, and but they're about the same kind of size. Sean was a little thicker, I think, but they were both only about five eleven. And uh, but anyway, at, uh, I think uh, I see where Cedric Baxter is also now going to make a, a recruiting visit to the University of Alabama. Uh, have you heard anything on that? Yeah, I, actually, I like our chances with Baxter uh, probably more than. Between him and uh, Richard Young, I really like. But Baxter, he was high school teammates with Christian Leary, so that never exactly. hurts when you when you have a guy that that you're good friends with that is always on campus and that you know will you know big up the school and things of that nature. So I like Baxter. I like Richard Young. I think those are our best two options. Baxter's just a, such a big, big-bodied back. Who, uh, and I like his big-bodied backs. If they're, uh, you know, if all things are fairly equal about their uh, being able to go side to side too, but uh, I like that downhill ability of, of Baxter. But anyway, hey, y'all have a blessed day. Just want to talk a little bit about that running back. Thank y'all. Thanks, Pat. DC, you have any comments on uh, either one of those guys Pat mentioned? Uh, I agree with that. I, well, one of Pat mentioned the Owens kid. He he is the real deal. I, I don't matter what what class you're playing against. That many yards, that many um, or touchdowns is still a good feat, just like Henry did at Dewey. But I agree with that. Cause I think our best options are. I think Young is and and Baxter are probably our best option at running back in this class. All right. Hey, coming back on the other side, DC. We got uh, what's what's if you were at the SEC meeting, what would be on your agenda? What's the top item, one or two, uh, that you would be bringing to the table? We know what one of them is, but what would be yours? We'll have that conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show with DC, DC Capstone Report. You can find them at dccapstonereport.com, dccapstonereport.com. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. In the Town Square Media News Center, I'm Scott Michaels. A woman's response to a road rage incident landed her in jail late last week. Police say Kayla Figures pulled into a parking lot on Greensboro Avenue and pointed a gun at a man she said had cut her off in traffic. She's been jailed on charges of menacing. The latest Census Bureau figures show that Auburn added more than 2,100 new residents between 2020 and 21, making it Alabama's fastest-growing city. In the Town Square Media News Center, I'm Scott Michaels. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. 
Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. 100.9. We got DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you at, sir. Well, you can find me at dccapstonereport.com, DC Capstone Report Facebook page. You can follow me at davidcott 50 on Twitter. And you can check out Lance's other sites at freelancepictures.com and rolltidebama.com. All right. Uh, DC, uh, start with you. You got uh, one topic you can bring up uh, at SEC Media Days. What is it? Yeah, SEC Media Days, Martin, as you know, is one of my favorite things because for years, uh, the SEC Media Days and my business conference shared the same hotel. So for for years, we were there the same week, and Tuesday night is the night to get all the information you want to get because it's – I would wear my Alabama coaching shirt, and everybody and their brother would come up to me and talk to me about what's going on in, in their in their yeah. school. So I got some great information. It's a place where every media guy is going to be there, so every all the eyes are focused on it. So in my opinion, there's everybody wants to see what Coach Saban and Coach Fisher are going to do in the same uh, room since you hadn't had a media day in person the last two years. What's going to happen when that happens? Everybody wants to know about NIL and transfer portal. But in my opinion, the two greatest issues that need to be discussed is, number one, will be scheduling. How is scheduling going to work? How is it going to work with Oklahoma and Texas coming in? And number two, I think the most headway can be made with the college football playoff by really making some discussions about the SEC having their own playoff. Now, with the SEC really have their own playoff, it doesn't have to really have it. They have to have the discussions so that they can get the people in the powers that be at the Big Ten and the other schools that have been backed off on getting this new playoff system in order uh, to get them over on their side thinking, hey, if if the SEC is going to do their own thing, what's it going to mean for everybody else? So I think those are two of the things you're going to really see a lot of publicity about at this SEC Media Days. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting uh, thought there. Um, what what are your thoughts, uh, X, as far as the first question? We'll circle back on what DC said. Uh, I have to agree when it comes down to the, to the scheduling. Uh, of course, everybody knows that the NIL and the transfer portal is going to be the big talk of the town. But I, I have to I have to go with the scheduling. Because now you're at you're at 16 teams. Or are you going to do pods? Are you going to have eight games? Are you going to have nine conference games? Uh, what does it do with the rivalries? Does Alabama keep Auburn and Tennessee? Do we do we drop one of those for an LSU or things of that nature? Uh, I, I think that's going to be the interesting question, especially when you keep adding teams to the West, which makes it harder and harder with where Auburn sits comparably to where they really should be in the conference. Yeah, and so I, I would I would agree with you guys uh in terms of um the um the the scheduling is going to be huge. Um and um we'll 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 see what happens with that without a doubt. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw something up in there that I'm, I'm, I'm not, and, and and anyone that knows me know that uh, I'm not a big um, uh, token guy or anything like that, and I don't like um, you know uh, certain hiring requirements and things like that. But uh, I don't know if you guys realize since the last meeting, there's been ten 
new SEC. I don't think the coaches are the media's. I mean, the, the league's going to bring it up, but I would not be surprised if it doesn't come up in the media sense. They've hired 10 coaches since the last time uh, these meetings were held. Uh, and SEC, Saban Fisher, Kirby, and Mark Stoops, the only guys who were at the last meeting. So 10 new guys. The situation is the SEC has 14 head coaches, about to move to 16 head coaches, and they're all white. Will that become an issue? Uh, will the media make that an issue as the most powerful league in college sports? Would you agree? Would you say SEC football the most powerful league uh, in 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 college sports? Yeah, uh, no, without a doubt. Yeah. W- w- do you guys think that anybody's going to bring that up because it kind of it's kind of a, a ten coaches been hired in the last two years, three years? Um, will that be an issue? Uh, potentially. Uh, yeah. Somebody. It would surprise me if somebody brought it up. I don't know how what type of deal will be made out of it, but that is interesting to know. I, I'm not sure if anybody will bring it up or not this year because there's so much other stuff to discuss that's going to be high profile. Yeah. Uh, but I think in any other year, absent what we got going on this year, that would definitely be a hot topic. Yep, I, I, I totally agree. Like I said, I you know I'm I, I don't know that, and, and Sankey that's something Sankey can't do anything about. That's an individual. Uh, situation with each individual school uh, so it's not like each school is doing something you know necessarily uh, by themselves motivated that way uh, I guess the big question I throw out there will Jimbo Fisher be able to keep his cool when he sees Saban in person DC <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be able to keep his cool in person you can say a lot of things when you're not in front of somebody that you would, wouldn't normally say when you're in their presence <laughs> All right. Well, closing thoughts, DC. Well, my closing thoughts is keep your eyes toward the Institute Media Days uh, because I think you're going to see some things come out of it that's going to be drastically different than what the SEC is today. Just trying to push the whole uh, market in a way that the SEC wants it to go. So keep your eyes open for what's going to happen. Are, are Are you saying, DC, that you think the SEC is going to make some decisions that forces the hands? Of the other conferences? Yes, most definitely. I believe right, when the, after yeah. the SEC media days, when they come back together for the next college football expansion uh, committee meeting, it'll be a lot of different tenure. All right, awesome. DC saying the SEC getting ready to push the other conferences. Is succession removing themselves or forcing the others to start that conversation a part of what's going to happen in SEC media days? Uh DC will be back with us to give his thoughts after a week of it. X's and O's will be back with us on tomorrow. X, give you about 20 seconds closing thoughts, sir. Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to shake some things up at SEC Media Days. I'm excited to hear what the big talk of the town is and things of that nature. And nobody is worried about Jeff Fisher doing anything. It's easy to wolf when you're looking at a screen than it is in person. All right. We'll continue our conversation on SEC spring meetings. Um, I said media days, but SEC spring meetings. Uh, let me correct myself there. We'll be talking about that on tomorrow. We'll have DC back with us next week. We'll have X with us throughout the week. Hey, this is the Martin Houston show. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Roll tide out there, everybody.